everybody that want to be a boss, just think about it for a second. <laughs> just reconsider. You know what I mean? Because you can make a lot of money by being valuable inside an organization. And when you once you become a person that a company cannot operate without, you can, one, they'll automatically give you more, or two, you can demand more because it will kill them if you leave. But if you're just like, like if, 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 I, if I came into a company as an employee right now, um, I'm just going to get in there and I'm going to treat it like it's my company. I'm going to add uh, major value. And eventually, you never know, you can work out equity splits and stuff like that. But to, to be responsible for a company as a whole. It's a lot. It's yeah, a lot. And most people just never <laughs> understand it. Mm-mm. They just never understand it. You know, what's interesting is my operations manager experienced that very same thing. Like I trained and developed him. He made, I think, 220 his first year. 400 his second year, 1,000. And he came and said, Donnie, I am just not ready for this. Like managing my own company, the ins and outs, staff, team, all of this stuff every single day. I believe that I would be more impactful and I'm not paying him 400,000. <laughs> I'm, I'm not paying well, him that. Pay cut. <laughs> took a major pay mm. cut because he felt like I could be a whole lot more valuable and feeling the feeling of fulfillment. Sometimes people just want to hit a goal and prove like, I did it, I can do it, right? I don't have to keep doing this. But for him, the more important thing was feeling fulfilled and like he was, like he is working on a vision bigger than his own. And so he he brings tremendous value to my team, but he was a person who was qualified to be an entrepreneur. Everybody isn't made to sit in the first chair. And three, two, one... You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shands. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of The Social Proof Podcast. Donnie is talking crazy as usual right now. Y'all should really hear what goes on before the podcast, like the stuff that comes out of my co-host's mouth. So, David, how was your week? It was awesome. It was awesome. What did I do? I did some, some cool stuff. Oh, has some trials and tribulations. Mm, tell us about it. Uh, with certification, I'm thinking we're going to open the space and we can't because something else bad happens and there's like another misstep. So we have to wait and I think it's going to take another few months. But here's what's cool. Months? It's not anymore. Oh. But I thought, man, this joint could take weeks, months, whatever. So we have to resubmit some plans so that those get approved so that the fire department can come test the smoke detect smoke alarms and we can occupy, right? Okay. I thought we had our, you know, everything, whatever. So the lady reaches back and says, we can probably get, we submit, the, we had to resubmit the plans, which I thought was, it was really a blessing because I thought that process was going to take longer. A guy resubmits the plans and the lady hits back and says, it's going to take 10 business days until we can get the plans approved. Mm-hmm. So the first step is submit the plans. Then the plans get approved. Then we have to schedule, we have to te- get it tested. Then we have to schedule the inspection. Long story short, um, she says it's going to take 10 business days. I'm like, I don't got 10 business days. I didn't say that to anybody but myself. But I, the guy, he was like, man, just go up there. And the guy that's like 
that submitted a permit. He says, go up there and just talk to the lady. He said, in my, in my opinion, in my, uh, what's it called? Experience. In my experience, mm -hmm. relationships will get you really, really far in this world. Mm -hmm. I said, you know what? Okay. He said, the lady doesn't seem too pleasant on the phone. She's like one of those people, it's going to be 10 business days. And he's like, yo, can you do anything? No, it's 10 business days. We're busy. We're backed up, whatever. So I go up there. First off, I say, good afternoon. How are you? I, I try to get to know how they're doing. I said, I'm good. She's like, you know, what can I help you with? And I tell her the situation. And she pulls it up and she said, oh, you just submitted it. I'm like, yes, I did. But I've been working on a project for a long time. And this was like, this was a hiccup. And I, I like, I'm, I'm doing my very best to get this thing done. And I don't know if you could do anything. But if it is in your power to um, help me out, it would be amazing. Like, I know you got a job to do and I'm not, mm -hmm. you know, trying to rush you. And I know you got a lot on your plate. Mm -hmm. But if there's anything that you could do. Mm -hmm. So she pulls it up. Da -da -da -da, she said, all right, cool. I'm going to get it expedited. You know, if it's not done by Friday in about four days, this was Monday. If it's not done in, by Friday, just, you know, text me. I'll see what I, you know, text not text, me. not text. She said, uh, just send me an email and I'll see what I can do. I said, okay, thank you so much. And I know you can't force it to happen, but if it works, it works. You know what I, I mean? feel like you tuned into your inner 90s R&B self. What you mean? You just turned it into business. You know, it was like, sweet lady, <laughs> would you be my <laughs> lifeline in this situation here? Because I hey, really, I, I respect what you do, woman. I man. do. You are so kind and thoughtful and beautiful even. I should have used queen. Queen, you should have walked in Grand with Rising the grand. You could have hit her with the grand rising. <laughs> yeah, he should have. And it probably could have been done by the time you walked out. Here's what's crazy. So Next time, this, bring coffee. This is Monday. Okay. Yesterday, which is Tuesday, I get an email saying that the plan's approved. One day. Yes. Yes, yep. yes, yes. So that, that taught me something that um, there's... Whatever you need, they're like human beings that are the gatekeepers to whatever needs to be done. So there's some power in if somebody's not helping you at a retail store, you say, can I get the manager? You ever got the manager and you talk to the manager, like face-to-face, woman-to-woman, man-to-man, and the manager says, okay, let me see what I can do, and they get it done. We think the first person, the, whoever's in the front that's like just giving us a hard time or the person that's on the phone, yeah. customer service, we think, well, because they said it, it just doesn't operate that way. Like, we can't get it done. But um, when you get to, you always know that somebody in this building or somebody in this establishment, somebody is the gatekeeper to getting this thing done. So um, that was a lesson to me. Anytime I'm having an issue, I'm going to find out um, who the person is who has the power to change this issue. I just have a conversation with them. Have a conversation. Be nice. Be nice. And charming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think oftentimes we have to remember that our emergencies aren't someone else's emergency. Yeah. But if you just humble yourself and be grateful for whatever they can do, people will typically yeah. respond the way you want them to. Yeah, if there's sure. something that can be done, there's there's usually, there's always something that can be done. Always. There are people that reach out like, y'all, I want to be on a podcast. And sometimes it's like, it's overwhelming and I just don't reply to people or they'll, you know, they'll reach out and maybe see me somewhere but like, yo, can I get on a podcast? I'm like, eh, I don't know. And that'd be my way sometimes of, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like this would be 
a good conversation or we've had a million people that do what you do on a podcast already. Mm-hmm. And then somebody that is connected with that person will call me and say, yo, can so-and-so... So I had the, the two young ladies on a podcast. They're dope, by the way. But I think one of them said they reached out to me uh, to get on the podcast. And I just never applied because it's overwhelming. CJ calls me. He's like, yo, my homegirl from, um, you know, we went to school together or whatever. Um, get him on a podcast. I'm like, all right. That's I didn't even look into him. I didn't check him. I didn't, like, because that's... That's my OG. And there's always somebody that can get the thing done. So the lesson here is build a relationship with CJ. They're going to hate me like, yo, all these people DM me and text me and ask me. Why, why, why? Yes, so that was my week uh, full of lessons. How was yours? My week was good. I can't think of anything that we celebrated Sarai's first birthday. Yes. Mm -hmm. First birthday. That was fun. And now uh, one half of the group has baby fever. Mm-hmm. Donnie? It, it's not Donnie. You have baby fever? <laughs> no, I don't even need baby fever. I have wanted a another baby forever. So I don't need baby fever. So you know. Are you working on it? I'm not not working on it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not going through the timeline and the clock and the calendar and No. Yeah. I mean, no. It's like, you know, if it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You should be intentional. Don't you teach people intentionality? Yeah, when you are really like committed to a goal that you want to reach by a certain time frame, yes, we have to be really intentional. About are you not committed to reaching a certain goal by a certain time frame? Mm-mm. Not getting any younger, Doc. I am not getting any younger, but I am also like, if it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know what I mean? Huh? Yeah, well, kind of. No, definitely. Definitely blessed either way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely blessed either way. I mean, you know, it just, we got, um, I would prefer for it to happen like this year, mm-hmm. right? But we have, we have several months left in the year. I just, look, don't be trying to just because you had a first birthday, be trying to get me in the belly to be club. Yeah, man. Anyway, um, my week other than that was pretty good. We had fun uh, celebrating Sarai's birthday. Um, we did some family stuff. And this week, this past week for me was really, really big on family stuff and just really been busy. I'm in this training uh, to grow my business. And that's it. What's the training? It is a sales training. So I am about to onboard... Um, I want to onboard about five new salespeople into my organization. But before I do, I want to make sure we're using the most up-to-date practices and mostly tracking stuff. So I want to be able to, you know, track and then we're offering sales teams to other companies. And I just really want to get really clear on how we're tracking because we got more and more people that are coming up in April and May. Um, So systems basically around managing sales teams externally and internally. Got you. Yo, you know what I realized this week? That I am um, terrible at firing people. Mm, tell me about it. I tried the other day, and I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I mean, I did kind of. It was like a little... Who'd you try to but fire? Not, I'm, not saying, I'm not going through all that. I want to know. This is, what, this is what he would ask. No, actually, one Ooh. person, one person I did because... Okay. It's a job that's being done, but it's not being done that effectively. But 
I don't even think that person is the best use of their time to be doing this particular job. They could be doing something else. They could be doing something else. So I fired her, which was cool because it wasn't that... I don't know. I think she knew like it wasn't just the best fit anyway, and it was cool. So I... I was going to call, but I was like, oh, that's too stressful. So I sent a voice message. No, First, you did no, no, not. There's, te- there's, there's, there's stages. So there's text, which you can't let somebody go through text. Yeah. No, that's that's the per- uh, not that person and what I'm talking about right now. So th- there's one level of like, yo, text, like, no. Yeah, yeah, but that's like a whole situation. That's a different thing. What are you doing? No, no, no. I, I explained. Anyway, it was it was like it was a it was, it was a menial. Yeah, it, was, it was a menial job. It wasn't nothing. It wasn't nothing like big. Got you. Okay. So there's one level because I was going to text. I actually wrote out a text and I was like, ah, you can't text somebody nothing like that. And then yeah. So I was like, uh, all right, I'm about to call, but I'm like, dang, my anxiety is jumping right now. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do that. But I did say, I sent a voicemail. So, you know, I kind of expressed, you know, what I was thinking. And I ended it with, um, you know, we can, we can jump on a call. <laughs> so that made me feel better. That made me feel like I was being a little more um, responsible. But the other person I'm doing, and I'm in a bad way, I'm going in a different direction with my business. And the, first the person... person. Yes, I'm going in a different direction with my business, a different model. So the thing that that person does, I'm not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm I have these like thoughts in my head like for a whole like four or five days, and again, anxiety is welling up every time I think about it. And then even on my way to the meeting, like I'm having like a little pep talk with myself, like yo, you can do this. <laughs> you can you can do this. And I'm like, all right, how am I going to do it in a soft way? And we go to eat and I do it, but I let the per I I try to get out the way early. And I was like, all right, well, you know, I'll still pay for the next two months and you'll just do something else. That was the that was the best I came up with. I had a great plan walking in. But I just couldn't be like, all right, well, I can't use services anymore. And this month, you're not getting, this next month, you're not getting paid. So I, I couldn't do that. I just, it was too much. That's fair. But knowing what I know about you, uh, it's going to turn into a third month and a fourth That's month. That's definitely happened. Yeah, sure. it's going to turn into a third month and a fourth month. And then you've repositioned this person in a role that you still don't really need. You know what's crazy? I was, I was you know, at the end of the conversation, the person was like, so at the end of June, like, June? we're not working because we still got April, May. Mm-hmm. No, so June, yeah, so June 1st. So that's our, we're done mm-hmm. after May. You know what my answer was? Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, we'll look and revisit when we get to that <laughs> I was like, I was like, um, I was like, yes, unless we decided to do something else. Right. But you know what the crazy part is the person was like, you could say it's over. It's okay. And so like, what well. what you should have done in that situation is said, you know, I can't use your services anymore. However, I will provide you with a package of two months salary and good luck, you know, at the end of this month, it's over. 
So you give that person that money and it's done. It's no, but that, it's just, they're still doing, they're still like really valuable. I just need them to do something else. So then they're not fired. Kind of. No, they're not. They're not fired if you're continuing to pay them and the, you just open the window for another possibility at the end of this tough conversation period. Mm. Because that's really all you did was had a, a tough conversation. And I know, I know that you've been struggling for a long time a at this struggle. point with this person. No, yeah, I mean... No, because the position that now is Yeah, it started in one position <laughs> and I moved them to another position. It was like... And then... Yeah. But that's, it's going to be another position, which, hey. No, it's not. No. Well, maybe. I don't know. No, because you think. They're so. valuable. The person is very, very that valuable. That person is valuable, but <clears throat> not necessarily a good fit for your model right now. Correct. That person is valuable. And, and that's just that. You know, you're not. So sometimes when we have to let employees go, it's not because everybody sucks or is doing a bad job. Like sometimes you just don't need that person or you've outgrown their skill set or their skill set has outgrown you. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Mm. Yeah, I don't That's how I get rid of people. Man, you bring so much to the table. I wish the company could keep up with you. You should be doing something else with your time. Mm. See, I think I, I, my, I have, if I, okay, one thing is I'm thinking, okay, this is something I need to work on, being more bold and being able to just say it. Because it's, it's a lot of money. Like, this ain't, like, it's not like I'm paying a person a few hundred dollars a month. This is like thousands of dollars a it's month. It's a real salary. And I need to, I really do need to get better at that. Or... I decided I need a buffer. I was going to say, first of all, you should not I'm be never firing anybody again. I'm going to have Reese called in. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, Reese was like, <laughs> Reese is like the newest person on the team too. Like, I'm going to have you like call, say, yo, 
David said, <laughs> so your services no longer needed. I don't you know. should not be hiring or firing anybody. Mm. Your role is not to hire or fire. You're the CEO and your operations person, ironically, should be the person that... I don't have operations person. I, I know. What? That's the whole... Anyway. What are you saying? All these reposition roles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was going to... She would have been great at firing, but you can't fire yourself. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excellent hey, role. self. <laughs> we need to have a talk. Are you free right now? No, seriously. Hey, you tell you, you no longer need your service. You cannot, um, you should not be the person to hire and fire. So I'm not cool. anymore. So um, a couple of months ago, I don't, I have a small team, so I don't really have a whole lot of team issues, but I did have a team issue a few months ago with a person um, not handling their role based on my standards. But I didn't want to communicate that. Mm -hmm. So my operations person had to communicate that. It keeps me neutral, right? I also don't hire. I just don't. So many people come to me and they want to work with the company. They want to volunteer. They want to do. I would have everybody work for me. But it would be a complete waste of everybody's time. I can't manage that. So I have everybody see Kyle. Mm. Kyle's your go-to on that. Like, I just don't want to be, you know, because then, because we're so connected and so reachable via social media, it's like, oh, I asked her for that same role, but she went with someone else. Now I'm no longer, you know, into Donnie or mm. whatever the case may be. And I just take myself out of that type of pressure. I don't like the pressure. I don't like to hurt people. I don't like to hurt people's feelings. So that is no longer my responsibility. Mm. That just, that is a game changer. I don't need to be hiring or firing people. Mm -mm. So I have a real problem. Anybody else have a problem with like something like that? Listen, if I was going to teach you how to make a million dollars, would you give me 10000 Like if I had a course teach you how to make a million dollars and you're positive, you're going to make a million dollars, would you give me 10000 Of course you would. It's no-brainer, right? So in a calendar year, we make seven figures with the podcast. But there's 21 things that I extracted from that that you're going to need to launch a podcast. But I only got time to give you three right now. One is you need a distribution platform. The distribution platform is what you upload your podcast to. That platform sends it to Spotify, Apple, Google Play, so that your supporters can actually listen to your podcast. You're also going to need a microphone. You need a really good microphone so it's crispy audio. And three, you need an income strategy. This is not necessarily a hobby, unless you're going to make it a hobby. But I can teach you how I made the seven figures with these 21 things. Now, the good news is you don't have to give me 10000 my ebook is only 37 bucks. Okay. So listen, go to podcastebook.com and get the 21 things that you need. And I, I can explain it in detail all the things that you need. Okay. Podcastebook.com. Let's get to the episode. No, yo, I got, yo, I, I was looking at it the other day. I have 17 people on a monthly payroll. Yeah. I literally pay monthly more than I used to make yearly. Mm -hmm. And I can't, it, it's hard to, and in my mind, I'm just, I don't, okay, I'm justifying everybody's value, right? Um, and everybody has value. You good, Joe? Okay. What's he doing? Making noise, being disruptive. What he's not doing is, <laughs> what he's not where doing you, is producing this show. Where are you going, Joe? What are you doing right now? Just tell me what's happening. The Zoom went out. Oh. Let Joe do what he's oh, doing. Oh, were we on Zoom? Well, for our mastermind. Yeah, let Joe, let Joe do what he's doing. See, I, I would assume you're just doing what you're doing. She Joe walking around issue. looking like he got on rain boots with these socks pulled up. 
uh, where was I? What was I saying? Um, you were saying you're trying to justify everybody's value. Yes. So, and then I go through like, where can I make some cuts? I was really thinking about this. Like, is that person, like, is that person providing the same value to, value that they provided when they first started? Because, mm. you know, people jump out the gates and they just start doing all kinds of stuff and they're just excellent. Then they're on it. And then they get more comfortable. Then they get a little more lax. They get a little... That's why I, I pride myself in when I was working at the Cheesecake Factory that when I left, I was outperforming the excitement of getting started because I started yeah. working on myself and being a better mm-hmm. person. I just want to give... I wanted to give the job my all, not for the job, but for me. Like, mm-hmm. how can I be more valuable? Um, so I'm going through it and I found like three cuts that I can make that would save about $6,000 a month mm-hmm. out of the 17. And I, as I'm going through the list, I start not thinking about the role or the job. I start thinking about the person. And then I can't bring myself to do it. Um, so you have me on an open retainer. Mm-hmm. There's still, there's funds available. Oh, yeah. I get you. Yeah. Okay if we need to have this conversation and you need me to help you out in this area, I mean, I hate to do it, but it's just something that has to be done. I can't have you wasting $6,000 a month. That's mm. that's $72,000 a year. Yeah, but the six, the, okay, I had more. I had more that I could make cuts. But it's just the three I decided and the two you had, you just showed me one other one. It's just... That's, I showed I'm you just, three. Which one of those? Yeah, but one of them is actually being replaced by somebody. Gotcha. So it's like still another expense. Actually, I'm paying more. But anyway, it's, it's, and there's a lot of pressure doing what we do. Let me tell you another conversation we were having. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us can, um, will relate to this. Well, maybe. So we get into this conversation about, um, what needs to be done. So from the, from, if you're working, at, if you're, anybody ever work a job and you can see all this stuff wrong, like, all you got to do is do this and do that. All we got to do is, th- like, you, you're at the job and you know exactly what needs to be done to make this a smooth, efficiently running company as an employee. Mm-hmm. But when you're no longer the employee and you are the owner, it's not as easy as black and white. Yeah. So that's the conversation we were having back and forth. It's not just black and white. See, Dave, what you need to do is, like, even, like, Joe will have meetings and, I think Joe, I think we had a, I forgot what we talked about, but it was like, um, I think you need to do this and that. And I'm like, well, there's a bunch of variables. Yes. Okay. A bug flew on me. On my nose. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. (laughs) There's a lot of variables in in the mind. Okay. I'll use my man Mark for, for example. He said, yo, we need to do the streaming service because all these reasons why we need to do a streaming service. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's a good idea, but we can't pull it off. He's like, well, all you got to do is do this and do that. (laughs) I'm like, bro, there's a million things that need to be considered. With everything we do, it's taking away from something else that we do. Mm -hmm. And it's taking away from maybe the vision. And in your mind, you just see, oh, we just need to sell this product, this service, and we'll just market and promote it. And I'm like, it'll water down everything else. But like we go, like me, Mark, and Joe is all having this conversation. And I end it with, okay, um, 
it was like one issue that we were having. Like it was a consistent issue that we were having. And I'm like, yo, what about this issue that we're having right now? And then Mark starts laughing. He's like, yeah, man, you're right. I'm like, how about before we like do something new, let's fix this one issue. But like people from the, the company standpoint or somebody that's just, like just in the service, they're like, yo, won't you just fix this? I'm like, <laughs> it don't work that, that easy. Way. <laughs> it does not work that way all the time. It Even never as works simple that as that list that Marshall sent. Mm-hmm. Dave's like, yo, it's just four things that you need to do. I'm like, no, when you get into that one thing, it has like five or six of its own categories. Mm-hmm. And it's for, but the, the bank account was the real holdup. Okay, we yeah. got it now. But we got it. So we're done. You ever but, been in a salon and they start talking about the government? See, Joe Biden, all you got to do is talk to China and then China is going like, Y'all, we got to do is stop it. All we got to do is give them what they want. <laughs> really? <laughs> Explain to me how we deliver those wants. There's always more. There's always something more. I'm curious. The person that you sent the voice note to, how did they respond to that voice note? Oh, she was cool. She was like, oh, because I was like, yo, you know, you need anything, let me know. Because she's, she's a valuable person as well. Obviously, I'm alive. It's not valuable. But I'm like, this isn't even a, the best use of your time. And like the money that I'm paying you to do this menial task, you could probably do something else to make way more money. And she's like, yo, you already know. It's all good. And then I saw her the other day, hugged it out. That's my girl. You know what I mean? Forever. Just, yeah, forever. So, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Why do you ask? I just wanted to know. I don't know how I would re- receive a voice note termination. Was that done wrong? Huh? I'm weak in that area. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Which is why you shouldn't be doing it. So we already have a solution in place for that. Yeah. So you'll fire the next person needs to be fired? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. I mean, I'm not... What do you mean right. I definitely Because you will. be trying to fire Jory Week. Like, <laughs> like yo, leave my boy alone. No, I'm not the... Uh, I, I do not enjoy having to terminate my own team. And even in corporate America, people that I worked with and I was in charge of hiring and firing, I did not enjoy that. But for my clients, which technically we have a client relationship mm-hmm. as well, um, for my clients, I don't have an issue if you can justify. So I don't believe in immediately terminating people. I believe in uh, correction and, and redirection, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have good people in the wrong seats. Sometimes we bring people in very quickly and we have this idea of, oh, you can just do, 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 do. Like you can just do my operations, but you hadn't really identified what that means to your company, right? Mm-hmm. And we're expecting someone who says they do operations to come in and just really know what they're supposed to do in your company. And that's mm-hmm. not true, right? And I think, some of that, you know, happened with you and how we... So I believe in making sure that we have trained, making sure that we have tested on that training and giving people a fair opportunity to actually do a good job. Um, but if you're not in a position to do that and we're just wasting money, then people, you know, you just have to go. You can't you can't continue to waste 70000 plus in payroll salary that's not bringing back value to the company. Yeah. That that is a game changer. I think because I probably would be good at firing somebody that I'm if it was not my company. Who? Who do I, what from what what were they doing? What you used to do? What you do now? Resta. Oh yeah, no. Don't <laughs> put me in it. No, yeah, but he knew his yo. That was crazy. Like, he know, he know that, I know, I feel like he knew that he, it was, it was deserved. 
Because mm. it was something I dealt with for a while, though. A while. Was. Yo, I go to, yo, me. no lie. Real, real, real situation. We go to. I don't know who that is. <laughs> all right, what are you doing? It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR wherever you get podcasts. That was sign crazy. language. Anyway, we go we go out of town to record a podcast, and we're there for like a few days. He lost a whole camera. Oh, I know who that is. <laughs> I'm like, yo, where's the other camera? I don't know. What do you mean? I don't know. It's a whole, it's a whole camera. Like we have camera bags and like there's a camera supposed to be in there that by the way, we shot a very powerful interview and the actual interview, like there's like a weird audio sound. One of the angles are out of focus. And this is like, he does good work this one time that was off. And then we did another episode and it was on the card of the camera that he lost. And I'm like, where, why would, where's the camera, bro? How do you lose a whole camera? And then, like, it took a while for, and I think I, I again, like, repositioned him into something else to do. Like, listen, you don't touch the cameras anymore. You just edit. But I'm saying, like, yo, send me this, this day and this time, and you just don't. And it went on for a while. So it was hard it still took a long time for me to fire him, even after issue after issue after issue after issue. And he actually said, yo, man, I appreciate the opportunity. I learned a whole lot. I talked to him about the whole time thing because he was late everywhere. And um, he said, man, I'm getting better with my timing and all that kind of stuff. Even after, you know, I let him go. Um, he was like, yo, I really I learned a lot in this process. So I'm trying to like mold people. It's just, I don't know. I'm trash at that. You know, as, as an employer... And I know you feel it too. When you are a good-hearted employer and you're hiring people that you want to see on your team long-term, you start to take responsibility for them. Like, they start to feel like family and like your kids or 
whatever, like, you know that what you're paying this person is contributing to their livelihood, right? And then you start feeling guilty that it's not working out and you start feeling guilty. Well, if I stop paying them, then how's that going to affect them? If I don't give them enough notice, how are they going to, you know, be able to keep going and survive? And you're at this place where you have to start really thinking about, but is that my concern? Is that my burden to bear? And I struggled with that so much in just having people around that did not need to be around because I knew their financial situation. I knew that, you know, the job market is trash right now. So seriously, what I really had to implement was uh, train, 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 train. So if you go through this training program, inside of this program, you'll understand that we have X amount of times, depending on your role, for there to be a mishap. We understand at the onboarding process what could lead to immediate termination. So if you do something like lose a camera, um, I don't have to defend it. I don't have to explain it like, man, I hate that that happened because you know, according to your onboarding docs, that that's grounds for immediate termination. Where I feel bad and what I have done even recently is when someone isn't performing at peak, but I know that I skipped steps with them and I haven't trained and developed. So it's like really unfair for me to expect peak performance when they came in at a time when I'm just really too busy to invest what I need to invest in training, which is why SOPs are so, so important. So important because if you can SOP these roles out, standard operating, procedures. standard operating procedures, if you can, if you can standardize these roles, create videos as well as text documents as to what it can be. It doesn't matter how busy you are. Mm-hmm. Ideally, when you're bringing somebody into a company, interaction, human interaction is is nice, but standardized automated SOPs beats no training and direction at all. Mm-hmm. Also, the SOPs, even if you have time to interact with them, they guarantee that you don't skip any steps. So it's like, you know, you could be training somebody, you don't have it standardized, you just feel like you know what the role is. I know what the role is, I know what the role is. Um, for example, let's just say the interview with the SD card, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the camera's gone, the SD card is gone too. Well, you may have trained them like, hey, after the interview, make sure to put that camera in that bag. They could have done that. But what if it's the bag that they lost? Now they've lost the bag, the camera in the interview because the SD card is there. But it's because you forgot to say before we store the bag, we remove the SD card and keep it separate from the camera in a different place. So if we lose one, we still have the other. But when you're in the heat of running your business and bringing on new team, you don't necessarily think about those little steps, but that dang on SD card step meant everything. Mm. That's good. That's good. Uh, yes, I, I do need to work on being a better um, leader, a better person, like better at giving the directions and the steps um, and, you know, creating systems uh, or better at hiring people to do what needs to be done. Because I, I think we all like just have our our issues in business, right? So right now, this is one of the things that I'm working on being a little more clear on the expectations. And I need to get back to, I need to get back to the list of things every day. And, you know, this worked for me. And, you know, as a couple of people say, you know, it doesn't work. (laughs) You shouldn't be doing that. But I will put a list of everything that needs to be done that day. 
And as a matter of fact, you told By me. A couple people. Do you mean me? <laughs> it was you and somebody else. Tony said it. Huh? I did too. It yeah, was very, very it's, efficient. It's babysitting. Because in my head, not really. It is babysitting. It's something that you shouldn't be doing. I am in that group. And Dave, what he's referencing is he would wake up in the morning and he send this long list of stuff that needed to be done. And it's like, hey, if this is your responsibility, respond and say, hey, I got it. But then they were telling and Joe, you were really the only one who consistently responded. So then you're having to come back in the group. I had two bad seeds in there, though. Maybe. But you, you, but that's still something that's on your mind. You need to be free to go out and do what you do best that generates revenue and new business, right? Yes, but some of that stuff helps me generate revenue and new business. Right. That doesn't mean that it shouldn't be getting done. It just shouldn't be you that's doing it. You can't be focused on the big picture and the small details every single day. Well, it's not the small details. When I think of something, like for instance, first off, there's a lot of moving parts with what we do. So with the the, the morning meetup uh, app, right? We have, it, it's designed, but I don't like the design and we need to just get a more professional designer because one of the team members just helped out and did it and it's cool, but... I'm, I'm like, yo, we need a new design. So I sent in a chat with Jen and Marshall, like, yo, Jen, send Marshall the dimensions and the stuff that needs to be done for the, the app. Mm-hmm. That would have been on my list. Let's make sure we get somebody to design the app. Another, th- like the things that I think of that need to be done, mm-hmm. that helps me brain dump. And so we're being, we're being efficient with it. Mm-hmm. And what I could have done, if I do it for a while and then I can explain how we're going about it, maybe I could bring somebody on to do it. But first, I need to get the system going and get everybody raising their hand to say, this is what I'm going to attack. And it wasn't just Joe. So Donald, he'll he'll say, yo, I got that. Mark, Mark will say, yo, I got that. So it wasn't just you, right, Joe? Joe was consistent. It was, it was, it was, the, it was three people, really, but because the two had an issue with the one, the one didn't want to respond to the two, and the two didn't want to respond. It was just, it was just strange how it worked out. But my point is, what works for you and your company, I shouldn't stop what I'm doing because you tell me there's another way to do it. I agree. I should. I should if just it doing absolutely it. works. If you believe it works, it. but it wasn't working because the it one, was working. No, because the one and the two didn't want to respond to the three. So the issue was <laughs> I need that issue. Yeah, and that I'm was just looking issue. at the text like you better get this under control. You know what I had to do though? Because the one is way out of line. You know what I had to do though? <laughs> I had to like even split the calls. So I had to have a podcast call and another company call because I'm, the way I'm looking at it is like, this is all one company and it's, it's really not. not. It's not. So we're like hiring a uh, a firm. First it was a firm. Now we're actually getting, you know, a full-time person on finances, but it was a firm and the way they break it, break it down, they're like, yo, this is a very, then they work with a lot of businesses. They're like, you have a very complex business model. Mm-hmm. Very complex because there's a lot of different revenue streams, a lot of different moving parts, a lot of different expenses, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So let's say it's very, very complex. So what I had to do was I can't have everybody in the company on one call because we're talking about stuff that doesn't apply to them Mm -hmm. in the first half. So they're checked out. And then we get on the other one, other people waiting like, okay, when is this done? And all that kind of stuff. So I had to separate two different calls, one for podcast stuff and one for kind of like David Shan's 
like morning yeah, meetup, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's a learning curve. Yo, everybody that want to be a boss, just think about it for a second. <laughs> just reconsider. I want to invite you to pick my brain. Mine too. Mine too. Yours too? Mine too. Yours too. Okay, you guys. We are so excited because we just dropped our newest podcast series called The Brain Picker Podcast. David. Oh, it's going down. You get to pick our brain. You have a business idea, a concept. You're stuck. You can't get off the ground. You need the advice of seasoned, experienced entrepreneurs. Not only entrepreneurs that are practitioners, but we got a lot of people that we've been coaching all over the last decade. All over the globe. They got receipts. Not just that, you never know where your next investor might be hanging out. And the word on the street is, we got all the connections. That's a big fact. We got all the connections. So if you want to sit down with us and pick our brains. In front of our audience. And we're letting you pick our brains. We won't even talk bad about you for doing it in front of our audience, bringing your business maximum exposure. Find the link somewhere around here, wherever you... What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on social proof podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you 
No right now yet. You got time. No pressure. You get us back. But use that code big deal. That triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal see it there and apply right now to pick our brain let's go let's go let's get it let's get it (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean because you can make a lot of money by being valuable inside an organization. And when you once you become a person that a company cannot operate without, you can, one, they'll automatically give you more, or two, you can demand more because it will kill them if you leave. But if you're just like, like if, 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 I, if I came into a company as an employee right now, um, I'm just going to get in there and I'm going to treat it like it's my company. I'm going to add uh, major value. And eventually, you never know, you can work out equity splits and stuff like that. But to to be responsible for a company as a whole. It's a lot. It's you, a lot. And most people just never understand it. <laughs> they just never understand it. You know, what's interesting is my operations manager experienced that very same thing. Like I trained and developed him. He made, I think, 220 his first year. 400 his second year, 1,000. And he came and said, Donnie, I am just not ready for this. Like managing my own company, the ins and outs, staff, team, all of this stuff every single day. I believe that I would be more impactful and I'm not paying him 400,000. <laughs> I'm, I'm not paying him that. Pay cut. <laughs> took a major pay mm. cut because he felt like I could be a whole lot more valuable and feeling the feeling of fulfillment. Sometimes people just want to hit a goal and prove like, I did it, I can do it, right? I don't have to keep doing this. But for him, the more important thing was feeling fulfilled and like he was, like he is working on a vision bigger than his own. And so he he brings tremendous value to my team, but he was a person who was qualified to be an entrepreneur. Everybody isn't made to sit in the first chair. Mm. It is not everybody's proper position to be in the first chair, but second chair is just as strong. It is. Like when you think about it, like you have a pilot and a co-pilot for a reason. The co-pilot is just as valuable to the operation of that plane as the pilot because that co-pilot can see and manage and handle tasks that the pilot can't while their focus is here. The co-pilot can focus on all of the other details that without those details, the plane will crash. Mm-hmm. It's important. And they're also qualified to step in in the event something happens to the pilot. So you've got like your co-pilot is a really skilled person that has the ability to see all of the details. They know the details better than the pilot because the pilot is focused on getting us to the destination and they're focused on this panel. This is my area right here and I'm getting us there. But the co-pilot's job is to see everything and check on everything and they're they're the, the, the flight attendants are coming in, whispering in their ear, communicating what's happening in the plane. They have to see everything from literally a bird's eye view. So 
that second chair is often the person who's actually running the show. Mm-hmm. They're actually running the show. And if more people understood the value in that, you could feel more fulfilled, have a lot less stress, and be making a whole lot of money. Like that second chair position mm-hmm. makes a lot of money. They make a lot of money and they have a lot of impact because what you do is eventually over time, you make yourself so valuable. Like you said, if you left, how much does it cost to keep you here? Yeah. And uh, you really yeah, start that, calling shots. That pilot analogy was probably the first analogy that you've used in a long time that actually made sense. That was good. Because you, you know, that was a great analogy because she's been dropping the ball with these analogies. I was wondering... <laughs> Yeah, right. And the football no field, if you shoot a four-point shot, and you're like, what are you talking about? I am no about? longer doing sports analogies. <laughs> no longer. But yeah, that's that's the truth. Um, that, that second position is just as important. Yeah, for sure. What about the people? Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm about to hire uh, another CPA, which is a full-time position. And you know the issue, the, not the issue, but my concern was hmm. that she had a dream. That's important. I mean, that's a really big, like, that's a standard question during my interview process mm-hmm. now. Like, do you tell have me a dream? about. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you what are your professional goals? To do something amazing. Huh? Yeah. Do you have any oh, intent yeah. to be an entrepreneur? Tell me about your professional goals. Where would you like to be in a perfect world in the next five, 10 years? Where would you like to be? Yeah. It's really, really important because as an entrepreneur, you have to become, you have to be careful hiring other entrepreneurial minds. You have to find people who are skilled, who desire to be on a team, who say, you know what? I don't have any, any. I have no interest in being the lead singer. I want to be the background singer. I fit in well here. I harmonize with everybody mm-hmm. perfectly because a lot of times, as an, think about your own journey. Like a lot of times as an entrepreneur, you are working a job to learn what you need to learn to be successful at your own thing. Mm. Like, man, if I could just be a part of Donnie's team, I could get her connections and her resources and get access to this. And I can really see what it's like to run a business coaching practice. And then, you know, once I have it in two years or so, I'm gone. And I used to, when I owned a clothing store, I would only hire people who had a dream of one day owning their own clothing store, right? That was a requirement because it felt weird to have people work for me for what I was paying them. I'm like, I'm not paying you enough money to work in here. Like in the job that I'm asking you to do, there has to be a bigger payoff for you. So that's a requirement. Well, in the position and, and, you know, I was I barely made six figures. Right. In the position that I'm in now, though, I want people around me who are ambitious. Ambitious doesn't mean entrepreneurial right? It would be a high, high level risk for me. Like even with my operations person, I understand that you feel like you're not ready for that first chair yet, but you still got that burning desire inside of you. So do you forecast that you could at least be here for the next five years? Because in five years, that gives me some time to really grow and develop and find other people who, you know, maybe you could even train your replacement. But this one year, this two years, this we're just getting in the groove two years in. Right. So it's a really, really, really high risk for you to say, I want other people around me who are entrepreneurs. You are you are training people who will leave you. And if you are okay with that, that's one thing. But when you start getting to the place where my company is, your company is and it becomes more complex, 
I can't have a revolving door of people that constantly need to be trained because then that's going to set the company back. Yep, yep. I think what's cool about this new hire is, so she's done a lot of entrepreneurial endeavors, um, but she's tired of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's like, yo, I, I want a place where I can grow. And she was very clear, a base plus bonus based on performance. Yeah. Right? And um, a good incentive is like, and I, I think... Joe knows or Jen or, you know, anybody really will tell you, I am 100% okay with somebody on my team us building something together Mm -hmm. where it's not just based on what I pay you monthly. Now, you still got to perform, but if you come on the team to do a job, yo, if we can do this particular thing effectively, Mm -hmm. you can share in the income of that thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We could build something together. So I'm 100% cool with with offering that too. So that's kind of like in our offering package because she's worked for, you know, big four accounting firms and stuff like that. And she's just, she's just done with that corporate life. But this is like a good balance with this company of, it's not corporate life where you're just a number and it's not your own business where you have to be responsible for everything, but you can have an atmosphere where you're building something great together. You get to kind of share in that. So... I'm always just nervous for hiring people because you never know. They're always going to bring in another element to the company. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, when you hire people, you're hiring them and their experience, and good their or bad. their personality and who they are. And you're their hiring all of that. You're their hiring emotions. their spouse and their children and their family life and all of that stuff because they bring all of that to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they bring, look, so a question, are you happy? Tell me about, tell me about your private life. Are you, are you happy in your private life? Do you feel supported? These are important questions. Like if I you asked that too. if you get somebody who says, you know, I just need something. I'm in the middle of a divorce. We're going through a, a treacherous custody battle, mm. and you know, my husband doesn't bring the kids home on the weekends. Sometimes you might want to think twice about that because that person has a bigger focus. That doesn't mean that they're not a good hire. Mm-hmm. It just may mean that at this time, right? How much focus do they need to give? You and a person with a tumultuous, a tumultuous personal life. Yes, look it up. A person with that kind of personal life can't necessarily. They just don't have the capacity to be focused, and that's why people are always like, "Why do I have to take personality tests? Personality tests will reveal a lot to you." So, if because there are also on the flip side of that, there are people who can really separate their personal life from their professional life. Like when I walk through those doors or when I log onto that Zoom, whatever I'm dealing with in the background just doesn't matter. I was one of those people, but I also know people that just wear their emotions and what's happening in their lives so heavily on their shoulders that you ever just had an employee or a coworker walk in and you just knew something was wrong with them? And it's like, watch out for her today because she's clearly in a bad mood. There's no room for that in my organization. Like, there's just no room for that, not for me or from anybody else. I have a lot of stuff going on in the background, but I can't just come in being a B to everybody. And my team's response to that is, oh, watch out for Donnie today. She's got some personal issues, so she's treating people badly or not getting things done. There's no room for that. Yeah. And this is what I experienced, too. If someone on your team has, like, let's say they got kids, right? that thing becomes, or they go off the divorce, that thing becomes the excuse for everything. For everything. Like, yo, just send it, ah, nah, 
I, my kids had to get the... And what do you say? Forget them kids. I'm trying to get this... <laughs> we need to get this job done, right? <laughs> if you're going through a divorce, the, the attorney called and I had it. And I'm like, yo, I don't... I need those comments on that YouTube video. You need to relax. Yeah. You need to calm down. <laughs> you need to chill. <laughs> I mean, but, but then you start feeling guilty, like, man, can I really have them putting these comments on the YouTube video when their attorney just called and said that they may not get custody exactly. of the kids? But did that situation actually happen, or is that always going to be the reason? Is that that's just something to fall back on for the reason of not getting things done? Yeah, for sure. Oh, human beings. Y'all want employees and stuff? Huh? You want you want this smoke? It's not, you know, it's not easy, man. Anybody struggling with anything that we can help with? Okay, go go for it. Dad, go on, you wait. Waiting, weren't you? She said yes, Lord. Earlier, and I was okay. gonna say something, but I was learning. Okay, what, what, what you got? What you got? Well, my struggle right now is what you mentioned, Donnie, when it comes to like managing my VA. I talked to you guys about editing a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I actually got a new VA and everything is like working differently. But the transition of me like managing my expectations and whenever mistakes are made to be like, hey, this was done incorrectly. Let's this is how we do it uh, properly still brings emotion. And so I don't want to create like this like tense environment where I just need you to learn from what you actually did right or wrong. I just need you to learn from it so we can grow. It it creates. So I was thinking about um your specific question. Do I want to be a leader, right? And if I want to be a leader, what do I need to develop in myself to communicate when you do something right, when you do something wrong? Well, not do, do you want to be a leader, but do you want to be a boss, a boss. of a company? Right. Because well, I think in a company, you still need to lead in whatever. Like Joe is a leader, right? A so leader. Yes. Yes. I specifically meant a people leader. And gotcha. So oh, like a manager of A manager of people, of people right? Gotcha. Um, and so directly working with people, giving feedback on a regular basis, um, managing my expectations up front, and then also being able to give feedback that is productive and not just soul crushing, right? To make people feel like, oh, well, she just thinks I'm terrible. Mm. It's like, no, you're not terrible. You just did this wrong, right? And so I'm working on how do I communicate that? Um, mm. And if this is like, if this needs to be me or if I need to create like a buffer between me and someone else to be able to like, package it in a way that's much more uh, sugar-coated. Because the funny thing is, it, personally, I'm much more sugar-coated. Like, I can, I'm much more fluffy. I can have a, a pretty, like, um, sweet conversation. But when it comes to, like, my my employees, I've had a friend of mine say, like, I would not want to work for you. Mm. And I don't want that to be um, a feeling that I create in my, in my company. So it really did trigger, like, who do you, what kind of culture, like, ideally do you want to create? But how are you being that person? And are you being that person is really like where I'm at with it right now. Mm. <laughs> so first things first, if a person is terrible, they need to know that they're terrible. Like if they're terrible, they need, they need to know that the job is bad. It doesn't help them to grow, to sugarcoat that, right? But there are people who will come into our team, into our lives, and they're not terrible. It's just not meeting your expectations. The best way to manage people is for them to understand what the expectation is up front. So everything has to be documented. Like I thrive on relying on the documentation. Well, let's see what's documented. 
also, when you're working with people, giving them as many examples as possible. So in your instance, you, you're talking about a video editor for your podcast, right? And again, we have to get really, really, really good at being crystal clear on what it is that we need. I need an editor. Hey, editor, someone applies and says, hey, I'm a video editor. Oh, great. Well, now you bring this person on, but did they really understand clearly the vision of what you wanted your videos to look like? And was it you just saying, I want my videos to be bright and fun and airy with light music in the background? Well, you saying that and then is very different than you pulling up three examples. Hey, I like this element from this person's video and this element from this person's video. And when you see the Social Proof podcast, I kind of like that. Let's kind of work with that. But then once, we com- once we've standardized what it is that we want, we've documented this. We know what the role requires. And that's really important because a lot of times I find that CEOs are, are, or uh, uh, employers are creating roles based on a person. Oh, I interviewed this person and they'd be really great as an editor. I'm going to get, no, that's, no. What is the role, right? Identify what the role requires. And then you find the person who meets the criteria of the role, okay? But then when you find that person, we can't just give them the job, give them access to the Google files and the audio and all this stuff and say, now give me back what you've come up with. There is a there is a transitional phase that has to happen. So maybe it's 90 days where you're working very closely with this person, right? And you're getting together and you're saying, hey, let's edit this video and let's meet on Wednesday. Today is Monday. Let's do the edits on this video. Let's meet on Wednesday and kind of walk through it. And we're going to look at this video together frame by frame. And we're going to do this for maybe the first 30 days. And we're going to talk about what I like, what I don't like, what has to happen. So that person is just a conversation. Oh, you see right here in this in this moment when we did this, Let's not do that. That's not really my style. You see that you're using the cursive font here. I'm not a cursive font person. So let's add that to the list and kind of stay away from that. I did like this font very much. Let's document that and keep that. So now that you're going through that transition with this person and you're working with them for 30 days or so, then they have another 60 days to show you that they they can execute on what you've taught them in that first 30 days. It makes life easy. But I guarantee that it's almost like this is what I want. This is what I need. Okay, here's everything you need. Give it to me and I'll let you know what I think. Hey, y'all, I ain't gonna lie, man. They sent me this Yuffie lock. Think about being on the couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school and they need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Yuffie lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It's keyless entry. So it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Listen, you put your fingerprint on there, you don't have, even if you got you got your bags, you put one finger out there, boop, you get to unlock your door that way. No battery anxiety. You don't have to worry about the battery dying. Quick charging, it's incredible. Also, passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision. It's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally, and you don't have to pay. 
for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Eufy is on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat, okay? Listen. You need this Eufy lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, Eufy, E-U-F-Y dot com. I just ordered mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's it's, it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock. Search Eufy, Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, back door. Incredible. Okay? So search Eufy, E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock. But what it was is um, I hired her in a space where I was extremely busy. And so the hands-on was touch mm-hmm. and go. When it's hands-on, it's amazing. Um, but when it's not, that 30-day period of like hand-holding mm-hmm. definitely is important. But I feel like the second thing that I learned about myself is I don't necessarily know if I need an employee who's just like me, which is like we talked about attention to detail, talked about like wording and, and things that. I want to be more communicative, right? Or I'm much more expressive. I want someone who's a little bit more organized, right? So understanding like whose skill sets pair well with mine as opposed to training someone like me to be completely opposite from who they are. Let me ask you a question. If you were seeking a job right now, would it be ideal for you to work for a boss who was just like you? Would it be ideal for me to work for for someone who's just like me? Depends. It depends. Because if I'm supposed to at some point replace that person or do exactly what they do, yes. But if we're supposed Mm-mm. to be a team, no, you're a team. No. You're working no. for that person because you're not because hiring your replacements. You're stepping on each other's toes. Right. It is usually not ideal to hire somebody who is just like you, which is why the term opposites attract exists. I don't need you to do what I do well. I need you to do what you do well, yes. right? Now, I I don't I don't need someone who's just as me, just like me because I'm moody. First of all, I'm the boss. You can't be just like me. If I hire someone who's just like me, you're trying to be me and that's going to create another set of issues. I need someone who compliments me. Yes. Mm. You speak. (laughs) (laughs) I need somebody who compliments me. So then we go back to disc assessments and Myers-Briggs and all that stuff. And we figure out, okay, I'm an eight or I'm a two. Who compliments me very well? You also, as an employer, have to start asking yourself, especially when it's the people who are going to be working closest to you. So once you start having 17, 20 employees, not everybody is going to have the opportunity to work close to you on a daily basis. Some people will you'll just connect with in the month in the in the weekly meeting. Some people you got to talk to every day. Some people you got to talk to a couple of times a day, right? Well, those people who you're interacting with daily should be complimentary to you. You have to not just identify the job role, not just I need uh, an editor who does this and turns it around in this time frame. Well, I also need someone who accepts criticism well who can remain positive when I'm giving them feedback, someone who's 
punctual and on time? What are the personality and character traits of the individual that you need? It doesn't matter in every role because they're not necessarily going to be working with you. It's the character traits that that role requires. So in customer service, I don't want someone who's incredibly impatient. I don't want people who are impatient dealing with my customers. I would never put somebody in customer service who says they're not a people person. That's important. But when it comes to working with me, I know that I have a very direct personality. So I need someone who who understands that. They're not easily offended. I need someone who will speak their mind. I need people who work closely with me that's not afraid to speak their mind. I can't have yes people around me in every category. I need someone who's not afraid to like call me out on my stuff. I need someone who can look at things and say, Donnie, you did amazing. I need someone around me who when I'm doing a great job, they're affirming me. But I need somebody around me too that when I'm not doing such a great job, they're not afraid to offer direction and, and correction. That's what I need. I also, I can't have someone around me, like my right hand can't be somebody who's really shy and they tiptoe around me and they're kind of scared. Hey, Donnie, is now a good time? I, that's not my right hand. You might have a place on the team, but not here. So when we're hiring, we also got to be clear around who would I just enjoy having around me from just a person-human interaction standpoint and then can they do the job? You know, it was the most freeing of everything you just said. And I'm going to sit down. It was when you acknowledge that you are moody. Mm-hmm. And as a leader, if you know what your, emo- your, your, your emotions tend to be, then you can know how to like, you know, put people around you who can navigate that. And it's freeing because I think, I don't know if it's a woman thing or a woman and a male thing. But you want to be even kill all the time. You want to be the strong one all the time or be sweet all the time or package everything in this like, you know, palatable like piece mm-hmm. of feedback. Mm-hmm. It's like, I need you to know how I'm feeling right now, but not take it personally because it's not personal. Yeah. It's just what my mood is. It's, um, what's that movie, Sex in the City, where um, Jennifer, Jennifer Hudson played the lead girl, um, Jennifer oh. Hudson. Jennifer Sex Hudson was a singer. She yeah. Was, she was, she was um, Miranda, not Miranda's, but she was, no, Sex in the City. Yeah. She was the assistant yeah. to um, what's, the, what's the blonde's Jennifer name? Hudson. The one yeah, the she's shoes. a singer. The singer. Jennifer Hudson, black girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was the assistant at, to Carrie. She was the assistant to Carrie, and Carrie was Carrie is her boss. She's a fashion influencer, I guess you could say, and she's scatterbrained. She's uh, engaged to Big, who's constantly breaking her heart. She's got this business. She's in New York. She's trying to figure out if she's moving, not moving. She's got a lot of stuff, and she's so emotional. And some days she's on it, and she's getting all these opportunities. And other days she's just a basket case that's falling apart. Well, her assistant couldn't be uh, feeble. She couldn't be soft. Her assistant had to be a Jennifer Hudson who says, girl, come on in here and get your stuff together. Like, sit down right now. And her assistant needed to really parent her in a way to keep her on track to do what she needed to do. That you have to know what you need in your life. And yes, it was Jennifer. She ended up giving her, I think, a blue Prada bag or something like that yeah. um, at the end of it. But you you have to know. Somebody like that that's coming in to try to parent me, that won't work for me. It just won't work for me. You'll clash, clash with them, yeah? I'm going to clash with somebody who's coming in like to be the boss of me. Right. But I need somebody strong, right? I need somebody strong. Um, I My very first assistant that I hired, um, it was a guy hold back on. in the... Hold on, Joe, can you take this call? This is the guest. 
My very first assistant back in the day was a guy who shot down all of my ideas. We talk and I'd have ideas and I'm like, yeah, so I think we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. He's like, "Eh, I don't like it. I'm not feeling it. I I don't think we should do it. And I would consider it like, well, all my ideas are just bad. But then I realized I wasn't really making any money. And it's because I'm listening to him tell me that all my ideas aren't bad. Keep going to the drawing board. Keep And there comes a time where you have to kind of cr- draw the line. Okay. Okay. I get it. I appreciate your feedback, but I got here based on my ideas. And at this point, I'm going to have to reclaim my position as the visionary of my brand. And you work with me and you don't get the option to tell me that you're not going to be, you're you're not comfortable or you don't want to be a part of that project. It was literally like, I don't really want to do that. While you work on that, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. No, that's not how it works. For some other people who don't make great decisions, you might need someone who's a more effective decision maker than you are, right? Question for you guys. Mm -hmm. As you think about this, you know, this level that you guys are at and hiring someone, you have a second, you're, I'm sure, processing your thoughts, right? About who's going to fit well with you. What is like the frustrating, the most frustrating piece about your business that you're afraid to let go of in order for them to like take it on and do what they do? Uh... Do, I would say doing it right. Like any part of your business? Doing any part of your business? I mean, there's certain... So I, I could be like... Um, so right now, I think this camera should be like a little closer. The middle one, right? But I, I want to work on not saying that. You know what I mean? Or like some, I think like last week it was just like too much space above my head or something like that. Or the other week, and I'm like, why is that like that? Or like on the little switcher thing, right? And and there might be a lot going on. This was and Joe got a lot better. He took the the the, the feedback and was amazing. So I'll be talking or like it'll switch to Donnie, and Donnie's talking, and then I'll start talking, but the camera's still on Donnie, and I'm like. What are we doing right now? So Reese just made that switch. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, paying attention. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a a line that you're dancing between micromanaging, nitpicking, nitpicking, and just getting it done right. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's the that's the hardest thing, especially you got so many. Like, I, again, I have, I have 17 people on payroll. So it's not like, and I don't have one person or like one person that's over this five. One person's over that five. I've set it up maybe probably in the wrong way where I'm still directing, right? So that's a that's a challenge for me only because I don't know if I have someone who can effectively manage the five people or six people like I would and do things the way that I need them to be done to keep growing. The dangerous part is the way I do things works. Mm-hmm. My idea is the way I see it, it works. So how do you, like, what do you do in that scenario if you don't have a person who sees things how you see them 
So, for instance, we have a, a person doing, and I, I'm probably going to have to let this guy go because it, it sounds really, really good. And like our, like, I don't even really want to say it, but there's, a, we're, I hired somebody to help me with a particular growth strategy in a particular area. And when he talks about this particular pro- program, let's, let's say it's Instagram. Strategy, I understand the algorithm, how it works. We should be posting like this. We shouldn't be posting like that. I and told you. He told me what? He told me what? <laughs> so we, we try out the strategy for a couple months and it dramatically, no, no, he's doing great. He's doing great. So okay, whatever you told me was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so we tried out a strategy and it's not working and I'm losing money. Mm. But that person's the expert. Mm-hmm. And it's just me just doing what I do and it works. So I bring somebody on. Actually, it's probably Joe's fault because Joe brought, I'm just playing, it's not Joe's fault. <laughs> he brought the guy, but it was really good. I learned a lot, but it, it's not working. So now I got to get back in and use my own strategy for the growth that actually works. But if the thing that you do actually works, it's nearly impossible to find somebody to replace that part of it. And you got to manage, you got to micromanage because I just see some things that like, why are we doing this? And that's... But let's go back to the example that you actually use about like the camera and the set and things like that. We can actually get the result that you want. A checklist, like a cheat sheet, taped to the computer screen on the side, we right there. That. We're good with that. We're good. No, 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 right? no, because Reese and Joe have both been slipping even today. Um, no, they I'm haven't. just joking. I'm no, joking. No, 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 no. No, here, here but, was the issue. No, 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 no. Here it was. It wasn't like an SOP or anything like that. Mm-hmm. What was it, Joe? What was the issue? On the mic, come on, the microphone. What was the issue? Um, I believe the issue was more so me. And then Not also, just you. Well, yeah, I'm getting there. It was more so me, but it also wasn't. A, it was a lack of clarity. No, it wasn't. What was the issue? Joe be spicy. It was Joe being on his phone. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. That's the only issue. I said me. If, if there's a particular, but but we need to know what about of, it's me, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Me. on my phone, uh, doing too much. So I just had to just be here on do not disturb and just focus in on the job that I've been paid. Was that SOP? No. What? Right. Right. If we communicated that expectation up front, Joe would have known to not be on his phone. But now it's, but we don't know that that's going to be, a, you don't even know to say that until it happens. Well, true. So now it's that, but, but now we have Reese. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Yes. Right? So 
So yes. now that we identify that there's an issue with Joe and the phone and the focus, now it's documented that whoever is sitting behind the production boards, you cannot be on your phone. In this process, before we start every podcast, did you check cameras one, two, and three? Check, like, check off on this. This can't be just a mundane thing that we do habitually. Where's our daily podcast setup? Where Dave and Donnie, whatever today's date is, did we check cameras one, two, three? Yes. Is it, Did we check headspace? Yes. Did we check side angles? Yes. Did we check guest camera? Yes. Is the height on the guest camera accurate? Yes. Like, these are things that we should be going through every single day so that we don't have to have these frustrations. And then going forward, let's say we reposition Joe to do something else. Now we got to train someone else, right? So the thing, Joe can be looking back at an episode with them and saying, this is why this checklist is so important. Let's watch this episode. You see right there, right above Dave's head, there's a lot of, that's why we do this. But here's a cool thing. That is Joe training Reese now. And this is is like even another um, opportunity that, Joe gets to train. So Reese is doing what he does. Now, mm-hmm. what I told Joe, actually gave Joe more money and said, yo, just train Reese to do now, what you do. Now, are you using SOPs or are you using your habits of what you're usually doing? In all honesty, I'm still using habits. Okay. And see, the problem with that is when <laughs> it's time for Reese to train someone new, it's not going to be based on what Joe taught him. It's going to be about what Reese retained. Oh, you cooking with grease today, Dottie. I ain't going to lie having breakfast this morning? This is good. Right. This is good. There's a running document. There is a running document document that I have created since you talked about it probably about 10, 20 episodes ago. Mm -hmm. It's just not, I feel like I want to have some second eyes on it before No, do it. You know what you do. Yeah, yeah, I know what I do. Document what you do. Mm -hmm. Maybe discuss it with Dave. Like, if there's any questionable parts that you think maybe we shouldn't do it this mm-hmm. way, discuss it. Okay. But we're not, what you said 10, 20 episodes ago. What, what are we waiting for? Reese's replacement? First of all, don't talk right. to me like that. You're doing good, <laughs> man. Let's just learn. No, 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 no. Seriously. What are we waiting for, right? What, anything could happen. And now Reese is going to be in a position where he's not effectively training someone because we don't have the SOP. You want to get you. You are doing everything you can to avoid these dang on SOPs. No, what are you talking about? We no. like we we're impl- you Daddy, are justifying. We are, no, you are I'm justifying, not, Reese, justifying. Uh, Joe training Reese. No, without the I, SOPs. No, I thought actually. Okay, so here's the thing. Joe has SOPs, right? Because we talked about it. He has them, but he don't use them. He's Right, but I, I, I use I'm just this document as you Right, SOPs. but I, then that's it's not just, an SOP. Look, here's it's the thing: SOPs is mental SOP, MSOP. No, no. I thought you, you said you, you, you said you have a list. You told me you have yeah, a list. Have a he list. said he has a list that's incomplete. It's a running doc. It's complete. I just want to just get a like just make it complete. Listen, let me just say this: to know and not to do is, is not to know. So that means that if we have a list and we're not using it, then we're not operating according to that list. Period. If you know that you should be doing something and you're not doing it, it's the same thing as a person who didn't know it should be done. Mm. Let me get out of here. I'm done. No, 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 no. Okay, because how many more you want me to drop today? I I, I do understand the importance of SOPs. And to my understanding, he has a list because we talked about it. So... It maybe it's on me to say, okay, does Reese actually have the SOP? Because I said, train Reese to do what you do. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So that's on me for not being clear with it. Sure. But on the other hand, Donald, I saw something missing. And every time I have an issue with, uh, I don't want to say issue, but um, something's not done from sure. Donald. We say, I say, yo, let me see your list. What is the list? Is it on the list? Mm-hmm. And it's a continued process. So I, we understand the importance of the SOPs. It's just, I'm, I'm not maybe the best arts. We don't have the best team with it. So let's do this, Joe. I want to challenge you to put together fully functional, complete SOPs. So before Tuesday, by Tuesday, let's just not before, Mm. by Tuesday at noon of next week, I want to see the SOP. Yes. Yo, let's like down to where the chair needs to be, camera. How would you do that? Like, I want you to think, so when I'm, when I'm doing SOPs with people, I first want to see where your mindset is about how your process works. So I want to see what you have. And then I want to review it. And then we're actually going to use your SOPs on Wednesday to run the podcast. And that's when we're going to find if there are any gaps. Yes. All right. Yes, that's lit. All right, so we, we got to go. We out of here. That was good, Donnie. That you did good, good this week. You know what I mean? I, valuable sometimes. You was in your bag today. <laughs> All the way in her bag. Chanel bag. What bag was I in today? Using your Prada bag. Big Prada? Big Prada. This episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup. TheMorningMeetup.com, the only organization that gathers every single day. If you can imagine a conference that you're going to go to with a bunch of different workshops, we do it every week. Every single week. Every morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you're going to come on and learn something, grow, connect with hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of people from all across the country that are all learning to do the same thing. So go to themorningmeetup.com. If you really are having an issue with entrepreneurship, learning, growing, connecting, the morning meetup is the place for you, okay? And send me a text message, all right? 404-737-4935, 404-737-4935. Yep. This episode is also brought to you by Six Figure EDU, an all-together cumulative resource for entrepreneurs. See how I changed that up a little bit? She needs to be taking my stuff in the remix. First of all, you you don't even know how to spell cumulative. Uh, If I was writing it, I would. I'm not going to say it out loud. (laughs) If I was writing, (laughs) I got to see it. Go with it real quick. C-U-M-U-L-A-T. Done. All right, you're already wrong. Have you eaten on it? No, I'm not. Show me the cumulative. A. It's cumulative. C U. Show me the A. C U M U C U M U L A T I V E. Anybody? Anybody? That's not right. There's an A in cumulative. There is an A. I went to college for two years. You, what didn't, are you, talking you didn't about? say the A. I. All right, Donnie. Just finish your little. Finish your little. You're right. It is. You can't see me in the spelling bee. Anyway, I'm crazy. I'm uh, two whole years. I'm lit. And a resource, a cumulative entrepreneurial resource. So, for those of you, I specifically train coaches and consultants, help you develop your coaching programs, consulting programs, and your courses from scratch. It doesn't matter where you are in your business. If you are someone needs to develop from scratch, then you need to take advantage of my six-figure accelerator program. And you can get information about that by going to sixfigureedu.com. You might be someone who already has a program and you're looking to scale uh, from your six figures up to seven figures, multiple six figures. 
then you need to talk to me about my high higher uh, level programs. And you can also get information about that at sixfigureedu.com. And for my service-based entrepreneurs who are struggling to connect with their audience on social media, you don't know what to post. You don't know what to say in your captions. You are struggling to convert your likes into cash. You need post to paid, P-O-S-T-T-O-P-A-I-D. Text that to 404 404- 737-2767. Make sure you text me. I drop weekly gems on a regular basis that are just business gems designed to help you grow and thrive as an entrepreneur. Last but not least, we would be remiss if we walked out of here and didn't talk about our latest segment of podcasts Tell called the Brain Picker it. Podcast. The Brain Picker Podcast, you guys. You get to actually pick me and David's brain. So we have live studio audiences in here with us all the time. These are people from within our communities that work with us on a regular basis. However, for the general public, you can pick our brains too and be featured. All you have to be is an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur. We literally spend an hour or more with you in helping you to develop your business uh, idea fully or target any key area that you're specifically having an issue with. Mm. And we do it live in front of thousands of people. Absolutely. Hundreds of people, thousands of people will eventually see the show. You get the exposure, you get the coaching, you get the development. Brainpickerpodcast.com. Absolutely. We want to jump your business. We just want to jump it. Like, that's your business. We get, I, I'm going to tell you, do this, you do that. And mm. then, like, you just go and grow. And you're mm-hmm. exposed in front of um, so many people. And you really, really get to learn and build a relationship with us. So that's really cool. What? All right, yo, make sure you like, subscribe, share this with somebody that needs to grow. All right, we are out of here. Peace. Come join the most amazing live mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs every morning. The, the, The Morning Meetup. Do you have a business idea you need to get off the ground? Do you currently work a nine to five and are looking for supplemental income? Come and network with like-minded individuals and take your business to the next level. Every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with David Shand and friends. Try The Morning Meetup today for just $1. Head over to themorningmeetup.com. That's themorningmeetup.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.